everybody, you're listening to the Rope Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to our episode zero on safety and consent in rope before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger, and I'm Maya, a bottom, and we're rope partners who've been uh, tying together for about five years. We live in Bangkok, Thailand, and we are very happy always to share our passion for rope with you. Today's episode is sponsored by Friction Live. Friction Live offers a variety of kink classes, mostly centered around rope and things you can do to complement your rope, and you can follow along with it anywhere you have a Wi-Fi connection. You can attend the class live or view it recorded at your convenience. Check them out on frictionlive.ca. Maya, last time we talked about the 30 rope questions challenge, didn't we? We did, and we did the first uh, half of the questions, but we were so excited and interested by it that it took us a whole episode to get through the first half. So we're going to do the second half, part two, today. And so, dear listener, if you have not heard the first part, it will probably give you more context if you go listen to that first. Yes, but essentially it's a 30 questions rope challenge we created uh, to find out more about our community and let people to share stories about rope. Hmm. And as a reminder to everyone, this is not a scientific study. It's not a proper survey. It's just a collection of interesting anecdotes about how the respondents do rope in their private lives. And we went through the questions and we looked at them anonymously in aggregate. So an overview of how people answered. Hmm. And if you're interested in seeing some of the individual answers, there is a thread on FedLife where you can go have a look at them. And that will be in the show notes. All right. So Maya, I believe we were at question 15. We were. And question 15 is another either or. Rope Mm -hmm. in the mouth, hot or not. A topic I believe you have strong opinions about. Not, not, not. (laughs) So you are like one quarter of people who say not hot, in fact, uh, but that quarter has a very strong not. I totally get it. I totally understand. (laughs) Three quarters do consider it hot, though. Um, Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, More people like it than not, I guess. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's really up to the individual partner, and that's why it's important to talk about it before. Uh, considerations include your ability to communicate when you mm. have rope in your mouth, if you need to say word, if you need to say, oh, my hand feels a bit funny, having rope in your mouth might hinder that. Yeah, you extent. need a non-verbal safe word, even if that's like three grunts. Mm-hmm. And some people said they didn't like the rope in the mouth because it felt dry. And on the opposite... Some people said they found rope in the mouth really hot because it made people drool and dribble. Yeah, you're a fan of that, right? I am. I am. And just some people are yucked by having things in their mouth, as is your case, I believe. I am. I am grossed out by having fabric in my mouth. And All right. That. Moving on. What else do we have? Uh, question 16. Uh, top, bottom, switch, self-tie. Interestingly, Maya, we had almost a third of each, so a third of tops, a third of bottoms, a third of switches, slightly more tops than bottoms and switches, but not by very much at all. And I think that's great news for the rope scene in general, because this is a distribution that is pretty good at maximizing the opportunities. 
And in complement to being tops, bottoms, which is some people self-tie, some people don't. But in terms of matching up with people to do rope with, obviously, if you have a good repartition of bottoms and tops, that's going to be helpful. And the switches can sort of, uh, you know, pick up the slack if on any given night you have more tops or more <laughs> bottoms who show up. I mean, I guess from a purely mathematical point of view, if everyone was a switch, then that would maximize opportunities. But having a good spread of tops and bottoms seems pretty good. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, question 17 is, what's your favorite music during rope? All right. So some very interesting findings there. Uh, for starters, about one-fifth of the people, about 20%, prefers silence. No music ah, at all. Interesting. And the reasons they cite are the ability to concentrate, not having distractions, and easier communication in silence. Uh, another fifth chose kind of the opposite, rock and metal type. Oh, okay. Music. So that was quite popular. Yeah, very popular. So high energy, very high impact music. So kind of the opposite of silence. And then yet another fifth goes more for the sens sensual and sexy. Okay. Uh, which obviously it's going to be subjective what you find sensual and sexy, right? Yeah, absolutely. But bands like Massive Attack are cited a lot. And funnily enough, that is exactly which band I put on when I tie with someone for the first time. And I don't know what their tastes are. Okay, so Massive Attack, the safe option in mode. Yeah, hard to go wrong with Massive Attack, apparently. <laughs> All right. Uh, question seven, six, 18. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 18 is ring or bamboo? Okay, so a more technical question. So what type of apparatus do you prefer to tie to or to be tied on? Well, 35% of people prefer the bamboo and 25% prefer the ring, with all the other people having no strong preference for one or the other. Or choosing uh, their own. <laughs> or, or yeah, have like tying... They made up what, their own options. Making up their own options or just tying on whatever is available at the time. Uh, but if we go back to the preferences, the things that were cited is that rings are very practical to carry around because they can... Much more practical than a bamboo. Yeah, it's hard to fit a bamboo in your pocket most of the time. Is, is that a bamboo in I your pocket or are you happy that. to see me? <laughs> uh, and you can spin on a ring or you can spin the ring rather which is harder to do with a bamboo because most people who are not a crazy fox uh, attach their bamboo at both ends and don't have a crazy death catapult spinning death, bamboo in their studio death cross catapult exactly yeah. uh, and then people who like the bamboo like the fact that there's less jamming of ropes because you're not trying to fit a lot of ropes in, in a, small space. a small space and the body tends to be more elongated, less crunched onto itself than with the ring. Yeah, I think I'd be favoring a bamboo. Hmm. I would tend to fall in that category as well, especially if it's a rotating death catapult bamboo. <laughs> yeah, what was saying. number 19, Maya? Number 19, which do you like more? How rope looks or how rope feels? So one thing that really struck me when I looked at the answers is that many people say, well, obviously it's that except that can be one or the other. Right, right. And so it can be difficult for us to see the people who are not the same as us. That's a very good lesson, I think. Absolutely. Um, this one reminds me of the sex or not question. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one that people have a lot of strong opinions about. And what I think you found is that 50% prioritize uh, the feels. Yep. 
and 20% or more into the look of the thing. Yeah, so definitely a bit more people in the feels category, but that does not in any way invalidate people who go to rope bondage mostly for the aesthetics of it. And then the rest say equally both or it's complicated. <laughs> it's always complicated. Mm. But, but when it, they said one or the other, they really said it. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think, as you mentioned in a previous episode, the nature of social media tends to over-represent the aesthetics of course, yeah. and under-represent the feelings, whereas in real-life rope, in day-to-day -day rope bondage, more people are interested in the feelings than the look. Mm. Mm. I think that's quite fascinating. All right. Number 20, do you like rope marks, rope burns, rope bruises? So what this tells us is that not all types of markings are created equal. Indeed. Rope marks are almost universally loved, with 90% of people strongly desiring them and loving them. And indeed, I learned a new term, which is rope kisses. For that marks. is so cute, yeah, right? Quite a few people said that. Uh, I haven't come across that before, so now I'm liking rope kisses. Mm -hmm. And then as we move on to more intense type of markings, uh, bruises are less enjoyed at only 70%, and rope burns are more divisive because 50% of people like them and 50% of people hate them. Um, a lot of people are anxious about rope burns that they are a mark of poor skills from the rigor. To which I would like to say, you need to account for the fact that rope burns can also be intentional. Like, it can be a form of play between people who like it to inflict rope burns on purpose. So that doesn't mean because someone has rope burns, they've been tied by someone who didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> Says the fox with the bunny with burns all over her half the yeah, time. Yeah, but keep in mind they are certainly not to everyone's taste. They tend to take a long time to heal. They really do. Uh, so if you intend on inflicting voluntary rope burns, you need to make super sure it's okay before and you And they die. can cause long-term scarring. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Very pretty long-term scarring. <laughs> yeah, no, true. Um, I would say that's actually higher than I was expecting people liking burns. Hmm. What about question 21, Maya? So question 21 was, have you ever done rope with more than one other person? And I'm going to say up front that I worded this poorly because there were a few people who said, whatever. Yeah. Which is not what I meant. You meant, meant at the same time. At the same time. So, so I should have worded Two bottoms it and one top, two exactly. tops and one bottom, seven switches, any combination of more than yeah. two people. So my bad. <laughs> but what was the results of this one? So of the people who worked out what you meant... 75% uh, have in fact had the opportunity uh, to do a multiplayer scene, which is much, very surprising. much more than I would have expected. I would not have guessed that. Uh, and moreover, the people who got to try it were very enthusiastic about it and seek it out to do it again. So that's kind of amazing. 25% uh, are not interested or have not had the opportunity to try it because, well, if you live in a smaller community and you can go get to go every week to a rope jam that's 40 people, you're going to have fewer opportunities to do that, right? Uh, if you're looking for inspiration, we have episode 37, which talks about multiplayer rope and gives you some ideas of how to make sure you have a good time. Hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. Listeners like you make this podcast possible. We want to continue making this podcast for you for a long time. And to do that, we need your support. Please go to ropepodcast.com to buy rope video lessons from experts so we get a small commission on your purchase at no extra cost to you. 
In addition, a really great way to help us is donating on Patreon. A one-time amount or a monthly pledge that can be as little as the cost of your morning coffee makes a big difference to us. And you will gain cool perks like behind-the-scenes photos and the ability to vote on future podcast topics. Go support us on ropepodcast.com because you love rope too. Maya, can you give us question 22? So this was, what's your favorite body part to tie or be tied? I must say, Maya, that I was one of only two people that said the ass. <laughs> but I'm proud of it. Okay. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life spreading the good word about how nice ass bondage is. Or spreading the asses or both. Okay, I'm, I'm down for that. So what was the most popular area of this? The most popular body part to tie with 25% was the chest and the breasts. Mm. For people who have those, of course, okay. which you have a lot. I do. I have both a chest and breast, but yes. Okay. Uh, then going to 20% with the legs mm. and the nice sensation of the foot among is often cited in that category. Okay. Uh, and then 10% say the arms and hands, and they say it's because it makes them spacey really quickly yeah. and make them feel powerless in the way that they enjoy. Okay. What about 23? So 23, another location question. Where do you usually do rope? 50% of people, Maya, do rope mostly at home in either their bedroom or their living room. Okay, makes sense. Practical, right? Then 20% do it mostly at a dungeon or even space. Mm -hmm. So that would be people probably in bigger cities that can go fairly often to those. 7% uh, of people are lucky enough to have access to their own rope studio or a dedicated room just for rope in their house. And these are the keen beans. Yeah, we salute their dedication. And indeed have that dedication ourselves. <laughs> what was question 24 about Maya? That was about how do you coil your rope? Okay, this one is a bit harder to talk about because we don't really seem to have a common nomenclature of what the different ways of coiling rope are called. Yeah, people struggled to describe it with a single word, tried to describe it with a load of words, and it, they fell apart. And that's kind of interesting because we have super precise vocabulary to describe a three-rope... High hands, no kanukis TK, but we don't really have words to talk about this activity of coiling rope that is quite fundamental because it needs to happen after every single rope scene and how you do it is going to determine the start of your next rope scene. True, although there were a few people that said they don't coil their rope at all, which yeah. is baffling, baffling yeah. to me. Throw them in a bunch yeah. or, or hang, hang them. them. Yeah, yeah, hang them. Uh, and quite a few people like the exploding kind. So you, you can pull on the bite and the thing just opens when you, you throw it. You would be one of those. Oh, like I love that. Rope like that. Uh, quite a few people just loop their rope around and then tie it off. Mm, mm. It was fun to see the diversity. And sometimes you got photos of how people did it. So yeah, that was super sweet. Uh, number 25 was dyed or natural color rope. Okay, interesting. A lot of people use the color of their rope, it seems as an identity statement. For them, it's important to have the right color of rope that sends the right message about who they are. And 50% of the people seem to prefer natural, so undyed ropes, whereas 30% 
enjoy dyed ropes more and usually with a very specific color. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's would be interesting to see if it correlates with the type of bondage people like the most. And for instance, do people who like decorative rope mainly like the colored ropes because they can make pretty rainbow patterns? And do people we come, who come with a mindset of more like seriousness or draw a Japanese heritage prefer the natural color because that's what you see most often in Japanese media? Yeah, and... It obviously depends on the rope type. Um, the synthetic type will often be dyed more, so nylon, although hemp is often dyed as well. But mm-hmm. jute's not dyed, right? Have you can find seen? some dyed jute. But it's rare. It's a bit more uncommon, yeah. I would say jute users tend to have natural color more often. Yeah, yeah. But people had a preference, which is interesting. Like 80% out of everybody had a preference for one or the other. Yeah, that is very interesting. And I think it links back to the fact that aesthetics are important. And rope is really a realm of creativity and self-expression. What about question 26? So question 26 was, what's your or who's your biggest influence in rope? Mm. So of course, here we had many different answers. Some people cited their teachers or their local community leaders or simply their partners that they played with a lot. I think it can be interesting to see that 50% cite having dominantly Western influences, whereas 15% have more Japanese-dominated influences. Uh, That being said, in 2021, the two scenes are intermixed to a very high degree anyway. There's a lot of back and forth of people and techniques. Uh, It's debatable how valuable that distinction is anymore. What do you think, Maya? Yeah, I can see how that would be. So you might have a teacher who is Western, but they were influenced by Japanese bondage and that person was influenced by Western bondage. Like if you trace the lineages back, Hmm. um, they might be very, very mixed. So we are basically one big worldwide rope community nowadays. That would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Question 27. um, Most ridiculous thing that happened during rope? Okay, this one is... Clearly worth going to read the individual answers. Uh, there were a lot of funny contexts and incidents. And I think it's a good reminder of how much joy a lighthearted approach to rope can yield. I agree. I agree. There are some lovely stories in there. All right. Let's finish this, Maya. What was our last question for today? So uh, the last question was looking at aftercare. Is there anything you always do after rope? So this one surprised me a little bit. That is one where I would not have guessed the results correctly because the leading form of aftercare people have in their habits was including some kind of food of beverage and sometimes a very specific one like, oh, I want my hot cocoa. (laughs) I want two glasses of water. I want a tea. I want this type of sweets. Like people seem to have a very specific aftercare package they put in their bag. 35% of the people say they have cuddles for aftercare, which surprised me. I would have expected that to be much higher. Me too, me too. uh, Because bias, because that's what we do and that's what we see people do in our local community, but apparently that's not the case everywhere. And then 10 to 15% um, use a blanket or some kind of special comfy clothes like a A onesie. Yeah, a onesie or a flannel that they always bring with them. And gives them some comfort. And likewise, 10 to 15% like to talk it out with their partner straight away as part of the aftercare. 
only 3% of people say they prefer no aftercare whatsoever. So it's a good reminder that it's like aftercare is not a requirement, but most people are going to want some sort of aftercare. Yeah, and we've had an episode, I think, on aftercare, which people can look at. But if you're someone who does prefer aftercare, check in in case the other person doesn't, because you may need to meet your own need for aftercare. So, all right, I'm done, Maya, I'm finished. Well, hold on, because eagle-eared listeners might realize we've only done 28 questions, and it's a 30-question challenge. Do eagles even have ears? No, I don't know, actually. (laughs) I just like the sound of it when I put it in. Eagle-eared, okay. It's normally eagle-eyed. But we're an audio podcast. All right. So why didn't we cover questions 29 and 30? Because questions 29 and 30 are your favorite rope photo of your own and your favorite rope photo of someone else's. So it's hard for us to describe those on the air. And we Mm. would really encourage people to go and look at the individual answers and enjoy those. Okay. Very fair. In conclusion, I would like to give a huge thank you to every single person who took the time to fill out that 30 rope questions. Yeah, it was so fascinating to read it, to discuss all the answers. And if you haven't done it yet, it's definitely not too late to go do the questionnaire and post your results. It's a fun tool of self-discovery for yourself, and it's also a good way to share your preferences with future partners. And I'll put the instructions of how to fill it in in the show notes. Okay, we very much look forward to seeing what you have to say. And that will be all from us today at The Rope Podcast. So don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and come friend us on our FetLife page and our Instagram, both Rope Podcast. If you have a question related to rope, we'd love to answer it in one of our future episodes. Drop us a message on either FetLife or Instagram. And if you like this podcast and would enjoy more episodes, find all the ways to support us on our website, ropepodcast.com. In particular, please consider supporting us directly on our Patreon page. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.